Today, folks, you're in luck. You're fucking in luck. It might be the day you freaking hear your destiny calling. I got Sean Mike in the house. What's cracking, Sean? How you doing, man? If you guys don't know this dude, CEO and founder of Family First Life. Dude's a beast in the insurance financial services industry. And I'm sure you've heard an episode before where I was talking about financial services. It makes more millionaires than any other industry in the history of the world. Is that fucking true? That is a fact. And I didn't even know that shit. I was out selling cars, busting my ass. I was making decent money, but dude, now what I'm learning about this industry, it's like freaking peanuts. And your average guy can go out and make two, three, four hundred thousand dollars working 30, 40 hours a week. Correct. It's unbelievable. But I want to talk about your story, dude. You you basically were in this business. Not sucking high and tit, but just not going anywhere. You you, mm-hmm. you were telling me a story earlier where you, like you you were kicking ass everybody's ass, but you weren't making any money. No man, I got I got in this business in '08. You know, I did the real estate thing, construction. I was working a full time job as a social worker. So that was my deal. Got done with college. Everybody I played baseball was a social work major, so I was like, I'm going to be a social work major. Got done. Started working with kids that were abused, and neglected. Loved my job for 14 years. Uh, culture there wasn't good after a while. I was like, we're not helping kids as much as I wanted to help them. Guy walks up to me, I'm buying a rental property. He's like, hey, man, you should check out life insurance. And I was like, all right. I just said, all right, because he was selling the house and I wanted to be happy. So I kept putting him off for weeks and weeks and never had any interest in doing it. And one day he walked up to me, handed me a lead. And I said, what is that? And he said, those are the people that fill those things out mail them back to us. So I said, I'll call it right now. Give it to him right now. And he says, uh, all right. So I call the person up. I was just like, what do you need a script for? Somebody fills something out and they send it to you. You don't need a damn script. So the guy answers the phone. I was like, hey, hold on. What do you say when they answer? And he's like, mortgage texting. I said, all right, cool. So I give him what name of the company, blah, blah, blah. And I said, I need to come out to your house tomorrow at six. The guy was like, okay. And he's like, dude, where'd you get the script from? I go, they filled it out. What script would I need when they fill it out? Like you go to the doctor's office and you interview. No, you go to the doctor's office and he tells you what to do or she tells you what to do and you do it. So when I got my license, I did that for five years. But I'm like, dude, I'm killing myself. Where's my money? Like, where is my money? Like, I'm killing myself, except I'm grossing a bunch, and then my net is gross. Like, I made no money. So I'm like, there's just got to be a better way to do it. And then in 2013, you know, December 12, 2013, we launched Family First Life. And the concept was pretty simple, man. I, I guess I'm a big believer in you have to have walked through it if you're going to teach it. That's just how I've been. You don't have to know any everything, but you've had, if you're going to teach people to sell something, you sure as hell better have been out selling something. If you've never made a living as an independent person, you shouldn't be teaching other people how to do it. I just don't think it's fair. It'd be like my son when he was seven. They started the tackle football thing. I bring him tackle football, start looking around, and I'm like, I know none of these dudes played football. Like, I'm 100. I don't need to be all Americans, but did they ever put a helmet on, put a mouthpiece, and hit somebody else? And I knew they hadn't, you know? And I was like, this is going to be bad. So I Coaches. Just, coaches. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. So, so um, yeah, we launched a company. It's been one hell of a ride since then. And uh, I think to your point, you can work, you know, 30, 40 hours a week, man. You can make three, 400 grand a year. And I don't know where else you can do that. I tried to do that my whole life. I was trying to do it in real estate. I was trying to do it in construction. I was trying to do it in property management. I mean, cars, you name it. I was trying to everywhere, killing myself to just make enough money to get by. And quite frankly, if, you, if you're not making three to 400,000 a year, I, I sound jaded, but I'm not. Bullshit. And that's really not, you know, that's just where you actually start living. 
Right, which we should tell people, by the way. That's the problem. Like my kids, I always been telling my kids from day one. When I was like nineteen years old, I'm like, if I could ever make a hundred grand, I'll be freaking rich. That was my deal. If I can make a hundred thousand dollars rich, because my mom raised me working three jobs, and her three jobs didn't pay her probably thirty five grand a year, maybe less. And I'm like, I'll be rich. I started making a hundred grand a year. I was broke. I started making two hundred grand a year. I was broke. And I, well, we should educate more people on the fact that, dude, you can go out there and have it too. Because I think the biggest epiphany in my life was meeting people that were really wealthy. And I was like, wow, they worked hard and they actually had a positive attitude. If they earned it, they'd worked for it and they weren't that special. Like I never walked away from going, oh my God, that's the most special human being I ever met in my life. They believed in themselves. They had a damn good attitude and good perspective and they worked really freaking hard. And that was it. Dude, and you're not out trying to sell somebody something that costs millions of dollars. What's mm -mm. an average policy cost? So if you take, we do we do mortgage protection and final expense, right? So the client gets a home, and usually they're a first-time home buyer, right? So they get the house, $210,000 mortgage. They look at each other and say, okay, if, if, if we were to die, what would happen to us? Well, we'd probably lose the house. We're both in the mortgage. We have a dual income, or you have a single person who's got the mortgage, or you got a husband and wife, only one of them's on the mortgage. Average policy probably costs them a couple hundred bucks a month to cover the mortgage in, in the event that one of them dies or both of them die. And then they also get the full, what they call return of premium. See, that's what attracted me to the business. If you had told me it's term life insurance, it's not that I'm not interested, but when you told me it's term and they get all their money back at the end term. So I was like, so that you mean they keep their mortgage, they pay for 30 years, they live, you know, he's 30, she's 30, 60 years of age. They're both alive. Everybody's happy. Cool. They get every penny back they paid in the policy. Like, dude, who can't sell that? Like, I was like, dude, I, I like to sell stuff. Anybody can sell that. And then the final and, and you're protected the whole way. Protected the entire way. So you can sleep at night. Because at the end of the day, what causes most foreclosures? Financial situation. You can't pay the bills. So it's either a, usually a death or disability. It's not usually Tom loses his job. It's usually something that's more extreme that occurs. Because Tom loses his job, Tom can find another job. But maybe Tom's disabled. Maybe can't, Tom can't work. Maybe Tom died. Well, that'll mess the family up, especially when he's the breadwinner or Susan dies and she's the breadwinner. And how many single families are out there and there's one breadwinner? And if that person disappears, had my mother ever died when I was, me and my brother were six and eight, the only bill payer, what the hell would we have done? Where were we going to go? We did, who was going to come in and say, like, what were they going to do for us? You know, so I think for me, I, what I liked the most about it, Brad, was I was approached to sell life insurance a lot when I was in, I don't know why, because a lot of the guys I played ball with went in a different direction when they got done with college. And they majored in finance and business in college. And the reason I didn't major in finance and business, I was a business major, true story, for my fall semester of my freshman year. And I had all the classes, accounting, economics, business management. And I was in my third class, my business management class. And finally, like, they were open up discussion. I said, if you don't mind, would you share with us? And I'm totally, what, what your, I'm just curious. I want to know, like, now I wasn't trying to do it to be difficult. I really wanted to know what his experience was. And after he stumbled for five minutes, I was like, this dude's never been in business before. Like, he literally got a degree and came here to teach us. And that's larceny. I mean, it's, it's complete crap. I mean, you're literally stealing money. I mean, you, you steal out of somebody's car that's stealing money. You're stealing my tuition money, which I was paying, to pay you to tell me how to run a business, and you ain't never done it. So that's why I switched over to a social work major, But when because I wanted people who were actually in the field teaching me. And they were actually in the field, the social workers, the managers, the people who are parole, probation officers. But when I got done, a lot of my friends were still business finance guys and girls, 
And when they went and got a job, they were selling life insurance and they were trying to sell me on. And I'm like, dude, I'm not interested in like all of us trying to uh, like find these wealthy people and all argue over their premiums all day long. I'm just not interested. You know what I mean? I'm really not. And the reality really is, listen, let's be honest. If I come to your house and try to sell you life insurance, if you buy and everybody should have it, you can never have too much. No beneficiaries and give it back. But Brad, I'm not really going to change your life the way I'm changing the life of the people that are trying like my entire life. I mean, I was, I was, when we launched a company December 12, 2013, the guy said to me the other day, how much capital did you have? I said, capital, I had a $900 mortgage. I had less than one mortgage payment in the bank. True story. I had a beaten up old Honda Accord, a couple hundred thousand miles on it. I had no 401k, no retirement, no nothing. And the most amazing thing about the life insurance business is you don't need any capital. It's all sweat equity. So you get leads, you go out and make as much as you want. You want to build a business? Hire anybody you want. Where do I get the money? from your own efforts, which is awesome because it's the antithesis of this whole like, well, where's my seniority? Seniority don't matter, bro. It, it, all, it all depends on how hard you work and what your results are. So I was excited to help middle American families because I knew that we were truly changing our lives. Because if you go out to somebody's house and they say no, they may never let, never let anybody else back in because they, they explored it, they looked into it. And I think we were on, we're on this mission of they needed as much, I mean, they, probably more so. My mom could have, nobody ever came to my mom's apartment I was there, me and my brother, nobody called us and said, hey, can I speak to Carrie from the benefit center? Nobody ever did that because they left us alone thinking my mom, I guess we weren't, our income wasn't high enough and just kind of ignored us. So I think we've taken a population that's been ignored and we're paying a lot of attention. We have great, and, and I love, I want to do right by people. I tell my kids all the time, I want to walk through the grocery store tomorrow, a year later, a year after that and run into people and I want to hold my head up high. Kind of like you, you're dropping bombs telling the truth. People may not like what you say, but you're shooting them straight. You're not ducking them. I've, I, I was telling you earlier, and I'm, I'm being honest with you. I, I can count on one hand the podcast I watch. <laughs> I like yours. I watch it, but I, I don't, I just kind of like, I, I want to hit me between the eyes and tell me what, tell me what you know and what you've seen and share that with me. If you're willing to do that, that empowers me and that's a home run. So that's why I'm so passionate about what we do. Is that the, where the name came from? Family first. Absolutely. So we're looking at, we're going like, our, our goal was we're going to go ahead and put the families that we, that we work with first, right? And we want the agents to do that. And then we're going to put the agents first. You know, we, we always say we have a three-legged stool approach. I heard a guy say this a long time ago, a great company I respect a lot. And ours is a three-legged stool approach. It's got to be great for the client. Got to be great products, good, you know, service, price, the whole deal. It's got to be great for the agent. And it can't hurt the company. And I think a lot of times in America, people launch companies and go, how much can I make? You know, not how much can I give out, how much can I make? Like, what can I make off of everybody? And that's all they're trying to figure out is what can they make? And you're like, you know, I was sitting there listening to Arthur Blank years ago in a training, Home Depot, right? And he's telling me about how it got started. He was telling us, but I felt like he was talking to me. And it was like 10 of us in a room. And he said, you know, I worked at a hardware store and I talked about a big box model before, like nobody was doing it. And the guy, the couple I worked for, I think it was, it was a couple, they weren't like, thought it was crazy. He ended up getting laid off. And he was like, why would people ever not want to pay less for all that stuff? And then also maybe be empowered to do their own work. Cause you really need to paint. Do you really need to pay somebody to paint your house? If you can't have the money, I mean, like, dude, give me some paint. Like I can paint your house. I mean, I can paint the inside, the outside. I might not be able to plumb your house or wire it, but I can paint it, you know? So, so family first life was a simple concept. We wanted to have a place where the agents could do really well, that the only, like they didn't have to, we weren't, we weren't going to be charging for stuff. We don't charge them for the, we've been doing trainings in person. We'll do one this year in Miami with probably 25,000 people there. We, they come, they're free. They don't charge them nothing. And we bring people in and, and let them talk at them. I mean, you talk to me long enough. I'm going to invite you to our training, let you come talk to a bunch of people. You know, it gets me excited 
excited to have people that have actually been there that can talk to people because I just want people to believe in themselves. And what breaks my heart is when people think that their lot in life is to be like a good bill payer. You know, like, I'm like, what are they, they going to die? And they're, what's your eulogy going to be? I mean, Tom was a good bill payer. Paid his bills. He was good to the cell phone carrier, and credit card. Man, he was such a good bill payer. You know, I, I just think there's a lot more in life to that for people, for their kids, for their grandkids, all of that. And the fact that you can help these people and still get pretty freaking rich yourself, that's just a bonus. Where do you find that? Like, you don't. I, you don't. Like, when I was, I mean... I've been in businesses where they weren't bad businesses, but I wasn't changing anybody's life. I was selling stuff. It was fine to sell to school. They really didn't need it, but I was selling. That's what I was doing. And I was making some money. And here, I've never seen anybody make more, like in sales, I've never seen a position that I've been around, that I've been around a lot of them, that pays like this. But the reward, I mean, you leave somebody's house. We had a guy say pretty well the other day at training, he said, How do, where else can you go? Sit down with somebody for 45 minutes. Make $2,000. They make you dinner. They hug you on the way out and they're ecstatic that you help them. And that insurance carrier drops 2,200 bucks in your bank account the next day for an hour of work. The uh, next day? You the next paid? day. You don't have to wait a couple of weeks? No, man, we don't do that. 2021. No. Next no day. Hell yeah. I so if I you. went out today and I freaking sold a policy, I'm getting paid tomorrow. As long as, get, yep. as, long as they, they're approved, they answer you to an electronic application, take your phone, put everything in, boom, it says yes. They go ahead and get the policy, you get paid the next day. That's crazy. It is insane. Dude, how come everybody in the fucking world isn't doing this? That's probably the best question I get from people. I think we don't do a good enough job as an industry of explaining how great this is, to be honest with you. And I think in fairness, there's been people that have joined this industry. And I listen, do I think we're perfect? No, I'm trying to get better every day. Every day I wake up, I'm like, okay, what did I screw up yesterday? What can I get better at? What do I need to do? What can we do as a company? But at the end of the day... I think a lot of people don't know about the industry and some were exposed to it at maybe their compensation was really low. I mean, historically, you know, 30 years ago, I mean, people are coming in 35, 40% comp and they're still doing it to people today. It's like, are you, why would you, why would you pay people so little? Like, can you imagine? Greed. Correct. But you go out and you sell the policy. You call the person, you meet with them, whether you go out in person, over the phone, zoom, whatever it is, you make the sale, which means Brad, you do almost all the work. Okay. And then you want me to keep almost all the money? And what happens to greedy people historically? They get knocked out. They get overthrown. Eventually. They, eventually. Every time. Enough people go, you know what? That guy's robbing us. Dude, that's the that's the company Me First. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're the opposite of the Me First company. Well, when you when you have an opportunity for people and you're leveraging people so it just makes your opportunity 10 times bigger it doesn't grow and if it does right. it's temporary 100 well that's what we saw in the industry there was no stick to it in this everybody's quitting all the time they're running all over the place everybody's kept working somewhere quitting working somewhere quitting and we said what if we had a model where the people worked here they actually could make more money than if they even tried to do it completely on their own they we took all the other stuff off and the expenses liability but they can make so much damn money They'd be so happy. They're serving people that can get like ridiculously rich. Like for us, we have a system set up. You'll build, people build a business. They go, hey, I want to build an agency. Well, typically in our industry, once you get enough people, it's kind of like we got to go for, find more people. Well, we're always continuous to hire and don't get me wrong, but our company bonuses. So I'll bonus out monthly to the managers, $4 million a month. Four million dollars. Like, here you go. Y'all are building it. It's just a shit. Let's just share. The money's coming in. Let's share it. Y'all are. So we have people that... I mean, I can think of so many different people that have joined us, never made a hundred grand a year, that are literally making a million dollars a year. 
And that was our deal. Like we, we want to make, create more six and seven figure income earners than anybody else ever has. I see people out there, a few people, you know, cause I've been looking around, sniffing around. Cause my goal, I don't know if you know, this is, is very similar to yours. I do it with social media. People always ask me, why do you spend so much time dropping all the social media, doing these podcasts? Well, cause I want to get the knowledge from the people who have it Correct. to the people who fucking need it. Correct. So we can all live in a world more successful. Correct. I got mine. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not done either, Correct. but I'm not worried about me so much. I'm, I'm trying to say, Hey, look guys, get up and fucking work, you know, have the right mindset, you know, learn the right skill sets with the right skill sets. You can make seven, eight figures. Correct. And people don't even realize that just with the ability to sell clothes and persuade, they're almost guaranteed, assuming they're willing to work half million a year. I can show them 10 different industries to get into. I'm just discovering insurance. I might be switching it all to fucking insurance. Now, I think not, that's a good move, by the way. Well, not everybody's allowed to sell insurance mm-hmm. if you're a felon or possibly, because, again, if it's old enough, I think you can. Depends on what it is. I mean, be honest with you. I mean, you, and you can call your department of insurance and ask them and check. I mean, obviously, there are things that they should be concerned about. They usually are. And the things that they probably aren't as concerned about, they're not. But, you it's, know not, I mean? but it's not for every last person nope. on earth. Otherwise, I'd, be, nope. I'd probably fucking just start. I'd join up and just start preaching. Why? Because, mm-hmm. dude, it, it, it's not bullshit. That's why. Correct. Like, 21-year-old kid just got out of college, has a big fucking college student or debt to pay back. Mm-hmm. goes and gets a job for 60,000 a year. And if he's good, he'll get 80 within two or three. Mm-hmm. You're not living on that anymore. No. With the taxes, the way they are inflation, the way it is dude, 60, 80 grand. You're, you're basically surviving. You're not Correct. living. Correct. I did the math the other day. I said 30, I said $300,000 a year is mm-hmm. when you start. Like you can kind of breathe a little bit, Correct. have a little bit of money left over to invest and like get ahead in life, get out of the rat race. You know, I was a social worker 14 years, right? And I had a mentor of mine who was a uh, licensed therapist, good dude. And he, they would come in and he would meet with families and stuff. And he would say to all of us, what do you think the number one cause of all this friction in the families? People would have all these ideas. Their mom wasn't nice to him. The dad wasn't nice to him. He looked at everybody and said, that's complete crap. They're broke. They're concerned. They're scared. They're trying to find a way to pay the bills. They're saying no to their kids. They're doing things they probably shouldn't be doing because they need the money they're broke. So we're, we're trying to fix all this other stuff that even if we fix it, they're still broke, literally broke. And, and they don't believe there's any way out. So what you were talking about is why I like the show a lot because you do get the information and then you are that conduit to pass it on. You do get that information. You are that conduit. So most people don't, I think most people act like they have all the information and you don't. I like that a lot. Cause you're like, dude, I'll get all the freaking information and I'll tell you exactly what this dude told me. And I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to challenge this guy about this, but I want to empower everybody that's watching this because how many people right now, I, and I, I'm going to ask you, cause I don't know the answer. What percentage of people do you think watching your show right now? What percentage of people watching your show right now? Do you think could use some extra money? hundred percent, hundred percent, right? Literally a hundred percent. So if we know a hundred percent of the people, need that why don't we help them yeah like why not right well again i i try with the information but see what i'm thinking about now is fuck dude i could go a step further than the information like i'll just you know start ultimately just i'll teach them the mindset the habits and the skill set and then i'll give them the vehicle which is in this case insurance industry right and they would and why you go why well people know that you genuinely want to see them win 
So I think that's the leadership thing that most people are missing. And, and it's something you talk about all the time is if you hire me and you don't give a damn about me, bro, eventually I don't give a damn about you. Period. But if you hire me and I know you and you're, and you know how I'll find out you care. Cause you'll challenge me. Cause you'll talk about what I can have for my kids. You'll talk, you'll ask me why I'm not making 300 grand a year. You, if you're willing to challenge me, that means you're willing to get uncomfortable enough because you actually care about me. And it's the, most people think it's the opposite. Like, well, I can't say that. Cause that's just, I feel like it's, it's rude. I'm like, no, you're selfish. See, when you worry about yourself first and only you, you're just selfish. So if I say something to you and I, and you're on, and I'm uncomfortable saying it to you, it's only because I'm worried about me over you. But if I say, Hey Brad, listen, man, the doctor said that, you know what I mean? You can't be eating cheeseburgers nine times a day because your cholesterol is high. I mean, what, why would I not? I'm, I care about you. I want to see you win. So what you're talking about, dude, I think people would, and, and they'd follow you because you genuinely care about them. That's what people are missing. They ain't trying to be enamored with, they want, hey, you know what I think people need? People that are fearless. You know, people like that because a lot of people proceed with fear. You know, my, Pastor Matthew's a good friend of mine at Dream Center says fear is, a, is your absence of faith. And I just believe that. Like, I'm not going to preach to anybody about anything, but I believe if you have faith, what the hell are you afraid of? Because the best book that I've ever read is the Bible, and it doesn't say anywhere. I tell people all the time, where point to me where it says to be afraid, because you're always afraid of everything. What page is that on? I want you to quote it. I can't do good with quoting the Bible. I read it and I'm still kind of messed up, but I can't quote it to you. I can't quote scripture. Why don't you tell me where it's at? But if you're already fearless, then people will, because we want to be. Almost all of us want to be. We want to control our own destiny as opposed to living in fear. Living in fear of what people are going to think. Living in fear of what they're going to say. Who cares and i think that's something that people need and when we have when they start with us a lot of them are so fearful of everything what's client going to think who cares as long as you tell them the truth who cares if they can't get the policy if their medical's really bad it's going to cost them more obviously why would you be concerned telling somebody that has all these medical problems what the cost is you got them life insurance yeah and it isn't it's, it isn't like you're making up the price you're not making it up and by the way they should be thankful no, I mean, if they had a heart attack, have cancer, have stuff going on, and you found them a product, we can write anybody. No I mean, shit. write anybody. There's products so if someone's out there, they know they're going to die in two years. You got people that will insure them? Guarantee issue policies. Damn, they'll, they'll they make, must be expensive. They'll make them, I'll tell you what's not, they'll make them wait the first two years. So they die in the first two years, they give their money back, right? But if they make it through the two years, they get a full policy. So they kind of hedge their bets there so it's not ridiculously expensive. But you'd be shocked what the prices are. But here's the deal. What's more expensive? You dying with no life insurance? Are you paying X amount to get 25 grand for your spouse when you die or for your kids? That's why I said to my clients, I'd be like, oh, you're not going to do it? All right. I'd flip the lead form over and I'd be like, all right, the only reason you wouldn't buy the life insurance from me because you fill the form out, mail them back, is one of two reasons I need to report back to my manager. Either you don't like me, which that one stings, but I want you to be honest, or I didn't make it, I didn't explain it right, I didn't make it affordable. Which one of those things is it? And most of the time they'd be like, no, it's neither one of them. I'm like, no, it has to be one of them because you filled it out and you mailed it back. And you know you need it. You made a conscious decision to figure out life insurance. So I'm here. And dude, most of the time they'd be like, no, you know what, man? I'm sorry. I just, it's uncomfortable. I'm like, well, you know when the good time to have a new bill is? Never. But you know when a good time to die with no life insurance is? Freaking never. So let's take care of it. Put it in a drawer somewhere. Never think about it again. Pay the $147 a month. Call today. If that means you got to eat out one less time a month, so be it. Or guess what? Come with me. Amen. I'll fucking show you how to make a way more where that's chump change. Hey, amen. And we hire a lot of clients. Dude, I'd be fucking closing people I know. left and right and, and recruiting them and showing them how to do it. Because it's 
basically working for yourself. You don't correct. Uh, you don't have to show up at an office, wear a tie, mm-hmm. do all your bullshit. That's the other thing. People would come to me and go, well, I don't think I can do it. And I'm like, why? Well, I have no experience. Or this is the way I look. Or I have this here. Or, I have all these tattoos. Nope. Dude, they're middle, middle American people. Who cares? You know what they want to know? They want to know you're not lying to them. They want to know you're looking them in the eye. Because when I first started, the guy was like, are you going to wear, here's how we dress. I'm like, ain't not how they, that's a pronoun you should, ain't no we. First of all, nobody tells we how we dress. I'm a grown man. I'll wear whatever I want to wear. I wore jeans and a short sleeve shirt. And go to people's houses. Why? What was I there for? To dazzle them on my wardrobe or to talk to them, be honest with them, care about them, stand up for them, get them life insurance policy. You can do it out of your house. I mean, I talk about kids. How many people nowadays, and this is what got me, Brad, when I was selling real estate, working the state, I didn't want to miss my kids' stuff. I could avoid it. I wanted to run my business from a phone. If I want to get up in the morning and start dialing at 6 a.m., get all settled, start going on Saturday because my kid didn't have a game, I wanted to do that. But if on Sunday played football, I wanted to be there. My daughter had a dance recital. I wanted to run my schedule so I could control my schedule and I could be at it. I wasn't going to miss those things. My mom worked three jobs. She couldn't go to no games. That's the best, highest pay, underestimated highest pay bonus ever. People don't value, I don't believe, how valuable that is right there because when you can work for yourself and and literally make a living mm-hmm. you know but your you know your your daughter has a play you know one time i was supposed to go out and do this keynote they paid me money i found out it's the same damn day as my daughter's daddy daughter dance mm. so i called them said hey i'm gonna send your money back they're like well what are you talking about dude you got to be here i said i can't can't do it there's people here that, that are going to do a business with light speed. It was like a half million dollar deal to start. I said, can't do it. No. Daddy daughter dance. Now I work for myself. No one's going to fire me for doing that. Correct. Nobody said, Brad, get your fucking ass out there. Close this deal. Mm-hmm. So I, so I fucking canceled. And the crazy part is, is the dude that was coming to do the deal found out that that's why I canceled and freaking, he wanted to do business with me 10 times. Why would he not? But worse, even if he didn't, dude, if you got to miss shit like that, I always ask myself, dude, like, no offense, but, like, where's your fucking balls? Like, right. like dude, you're going to let some my, – my wife, when I first met her, she was a nanny for this family. And one day we're in bed Sunday morning, the freaking – shears are flowing in with the wind and it was fuck. i had maroon five playing and it was awesome and her phone rings and she goes oh, i gotta go and i said why and her boss was some dude he said oh i gotta i gotta fucking go over here to so-and-so and i and i said babe you're gonna have to quit that deal yeah she goes what do you mean i said some dude can tell you to get out of my bed and fucking show up bullshit <laughs> <laughs> next day she quit she quit yeah well now she's my wife but so she made a good decision yeah but still at the end of the day man that's a very underrated bonus is being able to f- decide when you go on vacation you want to stay an extra week stay an next week and by the way you got your phone in your laptop fuck you can you can you can sell this shit by the pool Correct. now you keep saying going to someone's house i'm thinking why would you need to go to their house anymore you don't have to here's a beautiful thing well before I'll be honest with you, I've had, but I've had people tell me, no, 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 you, you, you know, in person, in person, dude. Eat. Listen, I'd prefer you get me on the fucking phone. This ain't a million dollar decision, mm-hmm. people. 
It's a couple hundred right. bucks a month. I don't 100%. need you to come to my house, especially with COVID, right. especially with fucking whack jobs. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the fuck you are. Mm-hmm. I, I mailed something in. Now you want to come to my house? Shit. I don't even let people come to my house when my wife sells shit on offer up or whatever. We, we, we have a warehouse where we send it there and it's like, right. go there. I don't want people but coming here, to my but house. But here's the thing. Think about this. And I agree with you. We can do any, any one of three ways. But I, when I started, thought to myself, <clears throat> this is weird nobody's gonna want me to come like this is weird but then i started realizing that a one and a half percent of the people that get all this stuff internet facebook instagram direct mail 98 and a half percent of the people they freaking don't respond or throw it away yeah that's me and you we're the 98 and a half percent so we're like don't come to my house we're like you can't pull my driver we're like i'm not giving you my address but we're not the people that fill it out. It's a very trusting population of people like, hey, I need the help. And dude, I'm totally good people come to my house. Now, we do it when, when COVID hit, it changed the whole dynamic of everything. Because some folks are like, hey, we don't watch you. We're like, dude, cool, we'll do it right now. Some guys just and girls just calling dude over the phone. And then some people say, hey, listen, um, I'm I live wherever. I'd like you to come out to the house. Fine. I've been doing this 12 years, though. I ain't never any problem with it because of the population. You know, but, they fill but, something but out. What if, they're, what if they're in Chicago and you're in freaking L.A.? Well, we have, you could you could call them from L.A. if you wanted to and sell them over the phone. But a lot of people might call them locally and go out to the house. And if you were in L.A. and they said, hey, I want you to come out, then you'd call your agent in Chicago because we have agents all over the country. And you go, hey, man, this guy wants you to go out to 123 Main Street. He wants to meet with somebody in person. You cool with that? Yes. So we have a lot of people that just get on the phones like you're talking about, get on Zoom, and do their appointments wherever they want. From the pool, from vacation, from a from another country, they just get on there and do their deal because it's all virtual and it's a home run. And COVID's allowed that to happen. Prior to COVID, a lot of this was done in person. But I agree with you. I don't think it has to be done in person. We just we have a hybrid approach. Do any one of three. Phone, Zoom, in the home. Some people love being in the home. They write 100 grand a month. Cool, do it. Some people love being on the phone, love being on Zoom. Love doing all of it. But I think what they're starting to learn is you'll call some people up. If they say, hey, I don't want you to come out the house, they immediately go, all right, cool. Don't need to. Here's my insurance license. Let me text it to you so you have my information. You look me up. I'm going to need some information from you. Let's take care of this over the phone. And a lot of times they say, okay. Before COVID, it was mostly in-house. Oh, yeah. And I'll bet you if you'd asked all these old insurance. They would have said it couldn't be done. Fucking ancient people. Yeah. Because the people I'm talking to, dude, they're all older. Mm -hmm. They're ancient. Basically antiquated, and they're mm-hmm. saying, "No, no, no! It's a it's a face to face business." But COVID forced them to do it, and now look, I wonder how many policies are are sold virtually rather than. Oh, I can tell you, the vast majority of a lot of places now are sold virtually. Yes, just, and they thought like it couldn't leads. happen. No, just like leads, they would tell us, told me ten years ago, direct mail leads, direct mail leads, direct mail leads. I'm like, dude, I promise you, that's not the future. I promise you, it's internet and social media, internet, and social media. It's not direct mail. My my daughter. I, you know, it's funny. I said that she, when she moved to, to school, I said, have you checked your mail? No, my daughter's smart. She's like gotten to LMU, gets good grades. She said, mail. I said, yeah, you know, the mail. She goes, why would anybody send me in the mail? She's 20. And I'm like, that's what she's like. I don't know, dad. Everything's, I got everything. Like, I don't, I've never checked my mail. I mean, it's probably all junk mail, right? And I'm like, she thinks the way almost everybody else does yeah. at that age. So what's there to check? What do you talking? I mean, just like people told me, I mean, they don't use TVs either. I buy five TVs, put them in the kids' rooms. They watch TV on their phone. They watch YouTube on their phone. You know, so, yeah, I agree with you. We've changed, Brad, I think, with the industry, with technology. Dude, you're the CEO and founder, which means before you, there was nothing. Nothing. So you formed a company. You said, fuck this. I'm going to go out and build something. Yeah. How many people are involved today? So we'll give you some perspective. We'll issue in 21, we'll issue about $600 million in premium total. Okay, about 425 million of it will be life premium. It makes us bigger than just about anybody else is doing this 
in America. Um, we partnered with an awesome company called Integrity. That's been great for us. When, but 425 million, I was saying this to you earlier, we only, and I mean only, have about 17,000 agents that have been paid year to date. And we've done 425 million. Now, how many people have an insurance license? I don't know, a million more. And we're like, dude, we know what we offer. We know what we pay. We know we don't charge. For, we, we know how you can get leads. We have very presumptive training. We have great bonuses. We're willing to give a lot of it away. So we could 10X our sales force, go to 170,000 people like that and go to billions. Our, our, in 2022, we're going to hit a billion dollars. We're going to issue a billion in life and annuity premium, which I don't know any other IMO, FMO, any of that kind of stuff can do. And I don't know any many insurance carriers are banging out the kind of volume on that side. Did you did you have a vision of this or or were you like fuck it I just get I I'll just get it started and see what happens dude I had no I, it was no I I'd lie to you if I said a vision I wanted to sell and make more money on my own it's what it was I had some guys I knew pretty well that were like hey dude I'm I, I've tried it other places I tried it where you worked I want to go do something else who called me and uh, it just snowballed because I think our model was so different you know it's been done the same way for so long with the same comp and the same this and and you can't do that and don't try that and we were open to hey let's try about anything as long as it's legal and ethical and it works let's try it so for me I was just trying to get by dude I mean I had a couple hundred bucks in my bank account I was trying to like pay my bills take care of my kids and then when people started coming in it was like oh crap what are we gonna do we had no infrastructure how much you got in your bank account now a lot more than that. <laughs> I ain't worried about paying bills. That's for damn sure. You know what is I mean? It, is, it, is it like um, almost unreal? It's surreal to me, yes. It's the whole thing surreal. We started, even the first year when I was just, the first month I was selling, having like really good compensation and not having expenses. Just that first month I was like, dude, within a couple months I can make myself, I was putting so much money back in the business. What was really surreal for me and unreal for me was, like when guys that were working with me that didn't have all the bit, like the company expenses, how much they were making. I was like, so I'd call them up and be like, dude, how much in your bank account? They were like four months in. They're like, uh, $311,000. I'm like, dude, are you paying taxes? Like, this is crazy. They're like, I, this is unbelievable. So to, we well, have it's people not like, that hard of a sale. No. But again, like you said, a lot of people don't know about it. Dude, I didn't know about it. I know. I didn't know about it till, I mean, I knew about it, but didn't know about it. Correct. In other words, I heard, you know, insurance, you know, I know fucking, uh, you know, my let, I know mm -hmm. a bunch of people that, you know, make good money, but I'm thinking, oh shit, that took them 20 years. You, you can't just jump into that business, mm -hmm. but you can. Yes. And not only that, we're not talking about making billions of dollars. Mm -hmm. We're talking about, are you making three or 400,000? Cause if you're not, and plus you're busting your ass. I know people right. out there, dude, they got blisters when they get home. They did miss their kid's soccer game. Right. They got to make money. They got bills to pay. And they're literally stuck in what I call the fucking rat race. Yeah. And they're not getting out of it. They're, they're living off their credit cards and Correct. they think there's nothing they can do. Mm -hmm. When in reality there is, and it's not that difficult. And anybody says thing, anybody can do it. See, reality is outside as long as you can get licensed, right? Anybody has, there's no innate skill set to call people up that ask you for insurance and get it to them. None. Because it's a, it's a percentage of population, which is massive, by the way, it's hundreds of millions of people here, that have said, I want it. All you got to do is call them up and, hey, hey, man, ask some questions. And then, boom, $2,000 back in their bank account. Bam, $2,000. Not only, not $2, only that, but you build a little relationship yep. with that customer. Their aunts, their uncles, their 100%. brothers, their sisters. It's ridiculous. Now you got a bigger network. It's ridiculous. If you're a people person, shit, you should crush it. And you ain't got to be a salesperson. You I don't tell have people all to the time you're an order taker. We're an order, they, they fill out an order online, on Facebook, direct mail. We're an order taker. I call you up and go, Brad, you know, you filled this thing out. What are you going to say? No. 
He just filled it out 20 minutes ago or an hour ago or three days ago. What if there's not leads? Oh, my God. Dude, we could literally, we have to slow down our lead flow. We don't have enough agents. We could go to 170,000 agents. There's no BS. 170,000 from our 17,000, and we'd have more than enough leads. More than enough leads. The internet leads are ridiculous. Turn them on and off like a And these faucet. people are asking. They're hand-raising. Yeah. I'm interested. They have to go through, like, you know, it's life insurance. You know what you want. The, the ballpark of what they look like. Benefits, premium, what they got to pay. They, they, it's not a, they, they know exactly what they're doing. How do you learn all that shit? Well, we teach. I mean, it, it, here's the deal. It took me a long time for us to learn as a company, right? But then I think what happened was once we learned it all, it was like, let's just share everything we know with everybody. Like, that's one of the things we did early on with our training. You know, people would be like, well, why do you put the train online? I'm like, what do I care? Like, well, people you compete with are going to watch them. Like, they'd still have to go to work. And then maybe they'll watch it and join us anyway because they realize they ain't getting taken care of at the company. I mean, whatever. I don't care. What does it matter to me? You still have to go out there. You still have to bust your ass. You have to have a right attitude, and you have to go do it. But the reality is we do all that for you. So we have the leads. You point and click, CRM, boom, here's how I get them. Here's how it's done. We show you what to do when you get out in the field. And we're very, very presumptive about it. But I think a lot of what you and I were talking about earlier is we yank the fear away. Because that's what cripples people. Calling somebody up, once you get them on the phone, it's like public speaking. You know, the guy or girl goes up, they start sweating, and they get red. But after a while, they're like, this ain't so bad. Like, nobody died while they're speaking. They're okay. They didn't fall to the ground and pass out. And now, all of a sudden, that color dissipates. Like, they're cool now. They're bad. They stop rambling. They stop going, um, 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 because they got rid of their fear. We just try to yank that out before they even call people and get in the field. Because there's no reason to be fearful. They're asking you to come out there. I think that was my, and I always made the analogy to take something in your life that you've done that somebody didn't want you to do. It could be anything, right? It could be you started doing this, didn't have an audience. You had to start somewhere. Yep. So, and you start doing them early on, right? And people are like, well, you could get caught up with how many people weren't listening as opposed to how many were. Because somebody was. They ain't yep. as many as they are now, obviously. And not as many as you're going to have in a year or two because things, this thing's exploding, you know, literally, no pun intended. But you had to start somewhere. But so for us, it's getting people to understand that if you went out in the field and you had 10 or on the phone, you had 10 appointments, okay, and you only closed one, like seriously, you talked to 10 people that wanted the insurance and you closed one, you still make yourself a thousand bucks for the, for the day at your house for the day, for the day at your house. And again, and by by the way, how long does that that take you? You couldn't be that. Oh, 45 minutes. Maybe, maybe on the phone. And the other nine said, no, so that didn't take very long. Well, then if you get a little better, you probably raise those odds. You, you, I don't care who you are as long, I tell people all the time, as long as you're willing to call the people and as long as you genuinely give a damn about them, you'll close half of them by accident. And I mean that, like you'll literally, because they want to buy. Not only that, dude, we're talking a couple hundred bucks a I month. Know. Now, are you dealing with people who are like 200 bucks a month? Dude, I won't be able to buy my kids food. Well, here, here, I'm a big fan of like being direct with people. Okay. So when people, there's always, it's like we're taking orders, but a lot of people are taught to not be sold, right? What are, what are most of our clients worried about being lied to? So I'm upfront with them. I say, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie to you about nothing. So if you tell me I can't afford the food, it's like, Brad, that's not true. You got a cell phone, you got a car. Come on, bro. That's not true. I'm not mad at you, but that's not true. The $200 is not what's going to get you. It's all this other stuff you do in your life, hanging out all the time, going out on the weekends, drinking, going to football games. Like I'm fine with doing all that, but you got a wife and a little baby here. They got no damn life insurance. So if you got to find a way, and as you talked about, I'll hire you. But if not, you're 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 screwing off with two hundred bucks a month. That's just going wherever. So you got to figure it out, bro. But here's the thing: there are places in the world, not in America, where you actually, when you buy a home, it's required that you have life insurance, which is actually brilliant because the reality really is that's like the number one cause of foreclosures. 
you don't like foreclosure in your, your neighborhood, screws up the screws up everything, it screws up evaluation. Screw, I mean, it, it, it houses are empty, people break into them. Nobody wants that. Banks want to get paid. Of course, they want to get paid. So they kind of do that and go, we require you to have enough. So when something happens, we get paid off. Y'all get to stay there and just pay the taxes on the home. So it's not, there's nothing complicated about it. And the reality is, like you said, have a conversation with people. But what they're looking to do is be told what they want to be told what to do because you are the only one. Like when I started, people would give me their advice. I'd go, hey guys, if you don't mind me, do any of you have an insurance license? No. Okay, well, I didn't tell you how to use the excavator because I'd asked the guy to dig the hole at the foundation because, like, you had a laser and stuff. I probably would have dumped a machine in the hole. I never did that. Please don't tell me how to do my job. Like, with all due respect. Like, please don't tell me how to do my job. I'm the only one with an insurance license here. I'm the only one that can take care of this for us. Let's just proceed. Let me help you. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not trying to be, but but we know you need this. Are you are you able to lie to them? Meaning, hell no. <laughs> meaning, not, all, not all, if you want to keep your license. Well, not only that, but I mean, when you type the shit in, oh, you can't. It, no, the carrier it, says oh. it's fucking what it is. You 100%. don't. You don't decide what it's going to be. You're not like, well, dude, this guy will pay five hundred, even though no. it's three hundred. Dude, it's it. You ask the questions and they answer them. And if they lie about them, they're going to run the script check and run the MIB, and you're going to go, hey man. Yeah, but um, it's the customer got, that lies, correct. not you. No, you're going to go, hey, bud, you got declined. So I, but, you know, we teach people that, too. Like, we teach them how to get the truth, which is like, hey, Brad, I'm going to run this for you. They know everything already, Brad. So it would be a lot easier if you just tell me, Brad. Yeah. So that way we don't have to go, oh, my God, why did he lie? So, Brad, I don't care what the medical condition was. I don't care what happened. Just answer all these questions truthfully, and we'll deal with that. We can always help and figure out whether well, there's a policy for everybody. But if you start lying to the insurance company and they decline you, you can imagine people aren't going to want, and they're going to have that information that you lied and they declined you. So yeah. let's just not do that. And I think we teach people that because a lot of people have this misconception that if they have like, oh my God, I got diabetes. Dude, so does about everybody, it seems. There's life insurance for you. You don't got to wait two years for it. Oh my God, I had a heart attack a few years ago. With, with the way medical technology is, some of these things that people think are such a big deal, the insurance company's like, okay, do they have this? No, you can have the policy. Do they have this? No, you can have the policy. So a lot of people get caught up in the fact that I can't get it. You know, we have carriers that don't ask certain height, weight. There's a lot of people that just won't do it for certain reasons and you're fine. We have insurance carriers that deal with smokers different. They go like, how are you going to quit in a couple of years? Okay, we'll put you down as this, and then we'll contact you in a couple of years. Or some do this, and they don't consider this tobacco anymore. And then you do, like, dude, there's a there's a policy for everybody. So our deal, we teach our agents, just get them to tell you the truth, bud. And, dude, if I'm doing that with you, why would you lie to me? Even if you're thinking about lying to me, your wife's like, dude, tell him the truth because he's, like, making sense right now. You know, because you go, like, I'm not going to tell him that, uh, that uh, I smoke two packs of cigarettes. It's like... Dude, Our I mean, insurance I'm, will be I'm, double. I mean, yeah, correct. But I mean, there's also companies that go, hey, we don't care about the cigar smoking or pipe smoking as long as you don't. I mean, you but, have to know those things going in. They're not complicated. No, it takes you a couple the, hours. They're also not going to be fooled. No. Like, if you fucking smoke, they're going to know it. Of course they are, dude. And why do you, hey, and I always tell people, this is the, the thing you don't want to lie on. Okay, because let's just say something were to happen and you had, you know, a guy one day, well, I got this, but I haven't filled my prescription. And I was like, okay, they're going to know. And if you lie in the application and you die in seven months and they pull the history and determine you lied, they're going to send your wife a check for what you paid in premium, not the insurance policy. So let's just be honest. And dude, let's be honest. I, and I would say to people sometimes too, they go like, well, that's a lot of money. I'd be like, yeah, it is a lot of money, 200 grand. They're like, no, 180 bucks. I'm like, okay, slow down. You're telling me $180 that you're paying every month is a lot, but the quarter million they're going to give you and then give you all your money back is not a lot of money. Not to mention, like, don't uh, don't you care about your wife and kids? There you go. Or, or, or whoever's buying Brad, it. I think you need to start working with us. I really do. I'm <laughs> just saying, I'm not, I wasn't here to recruit you, but I'm just thinking you should. Yeah, well, 
trust me when I tell you. <laughs> if you ask me, there, there's no other way around it, only because I'm tired of freaking telling people and not giving them the next step. So the next step is here's the vehicle. Because I can tell people mindset, habit, skill set. Yeah. I can teach them how to close. I can teach them how to sell. This is an easy fucking sell. No doubt. I, I bet you I would get agents doing 50 to 80% close ratio with just good sales training. Mm-hmm. Just good sales training, let alone referrals, prospecting. Like you could get referrals. You you build that relationship right. Mm-hmm. You sell one policy. I bet you there's five more in the same damn family, and and that's five grand, ten grand a pop. And you're helping the family because if something happened, they're screwed. I went out to New York Life one time. The 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 CEO dude, young guy, CEO. Something happened to his family, and they had freaking insurance new york life insurance which saved his mom and his and his mm-hmm. ass and that's what made him so passionate about it and mm-hmm. some bitch ended up ceo of it mm-hmm. i mean insurance is a good thing and Amen. anyone that's not willing to spend it's not like thousands man it's a couple hundred bucks tops if you aren't willing to spend a couple hundred bucks to protect your family dude what kind of a piece of shit are you honestly yeah, I'm and I'd argue, use that close. I, I, you, you, like no you one's. Do, you I, do your thing, bro. Dude, I ain't leaving the house. <laughs> I ain't leaving the house without a policy mm-hmm. or an enemy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. if I leave the house without a policy, yep. you're going to be an enemy. Because I'm going to be like, dude, well, you're also, a fucking plus, rat plus trap. Piece plus, you also, shit. plus you also failed me. I mean, if you go there and you don't do everything you have to do, and I think what's funny, Brad, is when you go and stick up for people, dude, nine nine point nine percent time they're fine. Like they understand it, they get it, and they're like, you know, you're right. You're right. I, I know I need to do this because they what didn't would stop they, somebody. They, they, not much does because you're not trying to find somebody on the side of the street that doesn't believe in life insurance. Not everybody believes in it. One and a half percent of these people send it back. They obviously believe in it. They wouldn't send it back. You could find a guy on the side of the street that goes, I don't care about nobody. I ain't got, and he might be telling the truth, but he didn't fill out a form. He's not our guy. We'd never call him. Yeah, but we next. don't cold call anybody. No, but my point is, even with everybody we call, I think the majority of them you're going to find are going to go, yeah, dude, like, this makes a lot of sense to me, dude. I'm, t- I'm completely, why would, why would I not be? And I think, but they're waiting. I think, here's here's what I what I believe. If you're going to work with somebody, when they lob up to you something like, I want to think about it, they just want to see how passionate you are about it. Like, that guy you told rose up the ranks, big part of that dude was he's passionate. Freaking people need life insurance. This ain't a game to me. And that was our deal when we first started dying. I'm like, it's not funny. It's not funny that you didn't help them. Yes, you didn't get paid. I got that. How do you know which one dies? I'll, I'll, I'll give you a really quick story. My first death claim, my very first death claim. I've been doing this for like five months. I had no death claims. Selling life insurance, going to people's houses, picking up checks, doing my thing, whatever. I'm driving down the street one day. God is great. I'm arguing with one of the guys in my office because he was supposed to do something, but something didn't happen. And I literally pulled over because I didn't want to lose signal where I was. And I'm talking to him, and I got a folder next to me of my appointments. And I end up being in another neighborhood. I was like, damn. So I pull out a, a lead, and the lead is in the neighborhood I'm in. So I hang up with him. I go knock. I have no appointment. Knock on door. Lady comes to the door. She's super nice. She's like, hey, how you doing? I said, this is you. She goes, yeah, I've been calling you. Couldn't get a hold of you. You know, you might, I, you want to take my shoes off. That was always my deal. I'm taking my shoes off. She's like, uh, no, you don't take them off. I'm like, my mom would hit me in the back of the head if I didn't ask. I go on in. So we start talking. She goes, I want to be honest with you. I have stage, it was three or four, pancreatic cancer. I got 90 days to live. I said, okay. Uh, she said, what can you do for me? I said, I'll be really honest with you. The only thing I could do for you is to write you policy that's graded. It's going to take two years. You're going to live two years. She said, she said, Sean, I'll be honest with you. Chances I live two years are zero. I have no shot to live two years. 
as I'm saying that, around comes her husband. Big old boy. Hair down, vest. Like, you know guys that are big anyway, and they cut the sleeves off their shirt to show you how big they are? Cut the sleeve off his vest. He walks door. He goes, who the are you? And I said, I'm Sean, your, your wife. I go up shake. He wouldn't shake my hand. I'm going to shake his hand. He wouldn't shake my hand. I sit back down. But I'm not going to get emotional about it, right? Because, like, I'm trying to help him. So I said, I said, listen, he goes, I told you, starts giving her, he says, I told you you couldn't get life insurance. You stop filling these forms out. I said, hey, man, how about you? He goes, don't even start with that crap. I'm not getting no damn life insurance. She looks at him and goes, I'm going to die. You're not going to get life insurance. I go, you heard what you said, right, bro? And he's like, I'll look at it, but I ain't going to get it. I got it at work. So everybody thinks they have it at work, Okay. So we go back and forth a little bit. I let him feel good about being big in charge in the house, right? I want to be nice to him. I'm not reacting to him, screaming and yelling and, being in, in, and dropping his own bombs on me. And I end up writing him a policy, okay? The dude was late to work that day, worked second shift at a corporation 15 minutes from their house. Never even had to be on the highway. Uh, leaves two days later on his motorcycle, okay? Deer runs across this route. He lays the bike down, hits his head in the pavement, and dies instantly. Article in the paper because it's small town. Wrote on policy for a quarter million dollars. One of the relatives calls like yelling at me, which I don't give any information out of the phone, saying my my so and so. I'm what the relative was. It, you know she thinks she's getting a quarter million dollars. Why would you lie to her? I'm like, first of all, I don't know who you are. Second of all, stop yelling at me. You know. So I call. I get, finally get a hold of her, and she's like, "It's not going to pay out, is it?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's going to pay out. We took it." It dream premium got drafted. I'm so sorry for your loss. Got 250 grand for their two kids. She dies a few months after that. He had no life insurance to work. She had no life insurance to work. And that changed my whole deal. I was like, you know, I'm done. Now I'm not playing around. Everybody, because that dude was 36 years old, bro. Not an ounce of fat on him. Probably in really good health. Wasn't a partier. You know, he just wasn't. He's just like, and that's what he said. He's like, I'm in great health. What do I need this for? He said, I'm worried about her. I'm going to live till I'm damn 100 years old without my wife and have to raise these kids. And then, boom, dead. So that changed my whole perspective. Ever since then, I was like, I'm going to treat every single person like they're dying at midnight when I'm in their house. Every time I'm there, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be able to, in my mind, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to picture they're going to die. They're dying at midnight. Dude, what's humble and hungry about? Dude, I, you know, I wanted, I've always said, no matter what success we do or don't have, I want to stay humble. I've seen a lot of people get successful and not be humble. Tell me how great they are every minute of every day. They lose sight of everything. They stop treating people the right way. So I don't care if I got 700 bucks in my bank account or a hell of a lot more. I want to stay focused on working and serving people and doing my thing. I certainly want to be able to do things I want to do with my kids and enjoy my life. But I want to just stay, uh, you know, I wasn't a very humble, younger person athletically in other ways. And I screamed and yelled and told you how good I was a lot. And that was just my low self-image and me trying to belong to something. And I just swore if I ever started doing anything good, I'd stay humble and I'd stay starving. A lot of people start making a little bit of money and then that's it. And then all of a sudden, two, three years later, it's a problem. And they don't realize that they stopped, took their foot off the gas. So I just uh, want to move fast and break things regardless of how much we do or don't have. Man, we want to keep hammering it. Nice. Folks, listen, if you guys ain't following this dude, go to social media at Sean Mike, it's M-E-A-I-K-E, M-E-A-I-K-E, Sean, S-H-W-N, or you can, well, I, I would say go to familyfirst.com, but, yeah. but if someone's listening to this and they want to do this, I don't think I want to send them to you like I normally I, would. I say, I, I'd say go to bradlee.com. I think you should start working with us and they should all start working with you. 
Well, I'm going to. Good, I like that. We're gonna make we're gonna make this a reality <laughs> I because, love dude, it. I can at least deliver them to the freaking promised land. No doubt. You so, can. If, so, so if someone's listening to this and they want to do it, normally I say, well, where do they go? Where do they? Who do they talk to? But I'm gonna tell them go to Bradlee.com for now, okay? Because I'm gonna start a company immediately love it. called Real Financial. Love it. Now, Bradlee.com. Just in case this drops early, bradlee.com, you can put uh, make money with Brad. It'll say work for me at one of my companies. I'm forming a company. I'm going to form it with you. Congratulations. You're no, well, thank you. Say it to me. I want you to say it back. Congratulations to me. We should be excited. Well, yeah, I you should are. be excited. Because, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I listen. You're going to say that. I love well, it. I mean, at the end of the day, dude, look, I agree. I can, I can, I can, number one, reach people. Yeah. Number two, I can train people. I'm Brad. We're excited. And if I give them training, the right training, which by the way, I'm, I don't need, you don't need to know what the fuck a IUL and a, and what's, what's this pay and that pay. And like, dude, there, there's probably people around to support that. 100%. You, you need to know how to dial a phone. Can you do that? Then you need to know what to say for a little bit to get that freaking $200 sale or mm-hmm. less sold. I can teach you that. I can teach you how to mm-hmm. close. I can teach you how to build relationships. And now I can give you the job. 100%. And that is more than I've ever done. I've only given information. I love it, dude. Now I'm able to give information, and I'll give them the vehicle. The vehicle to make at least, because I was doing the math the other day, like an, a normal person could do three mm-hmm. to 400000 100%. And by the way, not to blow anybody's mind, but a good person could do that a month Mm-hmm. And I'm not shitting you. And when you start, hey, and if you want your own business, like shit, I'll show you how to build your business, scale mm-hmm. your business. Correct. So, folks, if you're listening to this, go to bradley.com. Look at the bottom of my website. It says it says work with me. Put a little thing that says work for, work with one of Brad's companies. Click that. Put in your name, and I'll have someone reach out to you. And by the time you're hearing this, hopefully I'll be in business oh, with you'll Real be in Financial. Business. Real Financial. And partnered with family, family first. first life family first life love folks. it brother man dude i hope I'm, I'm glad you came in here um how can the bomb squad help you dude i mean just keep we're, we're trying to i mean brad i mean serious we want to get the word out we want we just want everybody to do better man we want them to do as well as they want to do and i want people to believe and i think that's why i think this is such a great relationship is because that's where your passion is too I mean, and we all become better if we take a bunch of people and we can go a lot deeper. And I guess I've seen that as a social work, go a lot deeper into seeing how many different things we can help people with. If we can just get them making money and having freedom and and not being somebody else's, you know, asking for time off to see your daughter, to go to a daddy daughter dance, asking a grown man if you can have time off. There's no better time than right now. People are getting forced vaccinations, meaning, meaning don't get it, don't work here. Shit, quit. Mm -hmm. Come work with me. By the way, Mm -hmm. you can be vaxxed, come work with me. You can be unvaxxed, come work with me. Mm-hmm. You can be anything and come work with me. Amen. But what you have to be is hungry. No doubt. Okay, because I think the minimum requirement is is you have to be wanting to make at least 250 I don't want Amen. someone that's happy with 100 grand. Mm-hmm. I want someone that freaking wants to make 250 or above. And believe they can. Well, and I, you're going to help them believe that. They don't even need to believe that, folks. You don't even need to believe it. Just come give me 30 days and I'll show you exactly how to do it. It's not that difficult, Mm-mm. folks. You got to have a cell phone. You got to be able to speak. I don't even know about that. I'll take that back. I might even be able to freaking help people that can't even speak. You know why? Because mm-hmm. there's all those yeah. softwares that you can communicate no otherwise. Doubt. Dude, how, how fast is the fastest growing group in your organization? 
Um, well, I mean, we've had people go to a million dollars a month within 12 months. So their agency is issuing a well, million what's the a record? month. That's a, the, the most we've had. We got a guy right now that's going to do a million a month probably in nine months. That's a record. Got to a million a month, his team, 12 million a year in premium. And he did that in his first nine months. Okay, so so if I get my shit in order, this yep. thing drops, and I and I do it in eight months. You set a record, bro. I set a record. Do I get some sort of plaque or anything? It will give you a bonus for your people. How about that? We'll give you a cash bonus. How about that? How about how you get you beat the record? We'll give you a hundred thousand dollar bonus. And the record's nine months. You gotta do it in eight. And it's a million a month. Million a month in paid business, paid life. Paid you life. could do it. I know. We give you a hundred thousand dollar bonus. I probably bro. do it by myself. <laughs> by, hey, by by the way, folks, anybody listening that needs or wants insurance, hit hit the same link. I'll I'll, I'll get someone out there to get your policy. Say yeah. I probably sold ten thousand policies. There you go, now. right there. Get them on the phone, folks. If you're wanting to make money, hit me up. If you're wanting a life insurance policy, mortgage protection, you want to protect your family, hit my ass Final up. Final expense, whole life, and do a budget age of fifty below the age of what eighty nine now that we can do. Something like that, below 89, that's crazy. You can be 88 years old, get a policy. And if you want to just uh, follow this badass, then go follow him, at Sean Mike. Man, I appreciate you coming in. Appreciate you, man. Folks, share this out. If it ain't for you, if you're already a billionaire, you don't give a rat's dick, then share it out so somebody else could be your cousin, your nephew, your brother, your sister that's struggling. And this episode right now is about to change a lot of lives. So share this shit out. Go to YouTube, or uh, yeah, go to YouTube too, bradley.tv, and subscribe. But Go, go write a review on the podcast episode so it shoots up through the ranks because I think millions of people need to hear this. Amen. And until next time, keep it real. Dropping bombs with The Real Bradley. Subscribe now.